It's always showtime at BetMGM Sports. You can make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 when you sign up with the code SHERDOG. Don't let another game day go by without having the ultimate sports betting app in the palm of your hand. Discover non-stop excitement with BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and dozens of betting options, including live wagers, props, parlays, and much more. No matter what your favorite sport is or how you like to wager, find out why there's nothing like getting a W at the King of Sportsbooks. Use the code SHERDOG and make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Arizona, Colorado, Washington, D.C., Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Washington, D.C., Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, and Virginia. Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help uh, in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Tennessee, call the red line at 800-889-9789. In Mississippi, call 1-888-777-9696. Sports betting is void where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada. Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of The Sheehan Show with me, Sean Sheehan here on Sherdog.com and today we're going to be looking ahead to Eagle FC 47 which goes down on the 28th of May over in the FLX Cast Arena in Miami, Florida. Uh, I think this is the maybe the third or fourth preview for Eagle FC obviously since Habib bought the um, bought the promotion they've done here on, on Sherdog.com and you know what? All the cards have been pretty entertaining. We, you know, we spoke about uh, the, you know, the the promotion of these cards and you know the the ownership and all that in in the last uh, couple of um, couple of episodes. And we spoke about maybe them going forward as well. Uh, how would the cards look? How would they shape up? And uh, let's get into that, I suppose, and look at how this card is shaping up here for this weekend. Now, I've enjoyed watching the cards honestly so far. You know the the Kevin Lee Diego Sanchez fight was absolutely fantastic, and they've put on well, absolutely fantastic. It was a good fight. You know, it was a better fight I suppose than people uh, were expecting, and they've put on some good stuff. Had some good, um, uh, what would it word be matchups, I suppose, and have had some good kind of guys emerging from uh, from the promotion uh, guys as well. That kind of maybe you think wouldn't be in a big promotion anymore. Maybe got a win and might be on their way back or, or things like that. Um, I also, I've kind of enjoyed 
uh, the wacky madness of it at times, where you know you have Cameron Usman coming in doing a bit of commentary, you've Henry Cejudo standing on a box, and you've Chelsea standing around, and then you have other people as well. And I look, there were a few problems last time, and people were giving out about it. But I think when it's a promotion like this, when it's kind of on the way up, maybe, but also trying to just put on like fun fights and crazy fights and you know not really too bothered i suppose where the, the money is going that's kind of what mma was, was built on if we're being honest if we're being honest there has been lots of that down through the years and it's uh it's actually rare we see that i suppose these days unless you're talking about maybe some of the the big asian cards that are on in the middle of the night uh, or early morning probably here i should say but me and the early mornings don't go together so at middle of the night is probably better for me i could watch them over in uh uh, over in Miami, and uh, this card coming up this weekend, to, to be honest, uh, when I saw it first, and I looked at some of the names on it, I was like, nah, maybe not, but then I went back and I watched some notes here, I watched a, a good few fights preparing for this preview, I actually I actually like this card, to be honest, and I actually like, and I've said this before, and maybe it's a, it's a growing team with me, just the way I like MMA and I consume MMA now. I think maybe the up-and-coming guys, to me, are more interested, actually, than the guys in the top of the card. And uh, I probably never would have said that <laughs> a few years ago. But I think because, you know, coming up with the Irish scene and watching guys like James Gallagher and Ian Gary and others coming through now, I think everyone maybe is kind of looking for the next person coming through and being able to follow them on their journey. And there is a couple of guys like that on this card. It's mostly it's mostly the other side of it, either guys who were at war once at the top of their game, maybe on the way down, or other guys who were in the UFC or in Bellator or in PFL, had a run and are now, you know, looking for a fight to get back there. It's mostly that. The one fight, and I'll talk about the fight I'm, I'm kind of, um, I'm kind of mentioning here, and that is uh, Dennis Hughes Jr. and Dillian, uh, Dylan Mantello. Uh, and now this is a rematch of a fight they had, let me just check here when this fight was. It was back in 2019. Um, Mantello's fighting out of uh, Sarah Longo Jim or Longo Weidman MMA even as it's uh, as it's known now and he won the first fight against uh, Dennis Hughes Jr. It was the start of a four fight run for him. He fought in the last uh, Eagle FC card as well and lost that and it was actually two in a row he's lost so he's four and two in his career and he'll be looking to get back to uh, to winning ways here in in this one. Uh, Dennis Hughes then he is seven and four he lost his last one as well he he got a, a chance in the PFL in their challenger series ended up losing there after um f- going five and one before that following the loss to Mantello and a couple more as well you know he's been fighting around the place in XFC and uh you know he, he uh you know are, are just different places around America for the last while it was Ring of Combat that was on actually if you haven't seen the fight it's over on UFC Fight Pass so I was kind of looking around where's this fight looking on YouTube and it turns out it was on Fight Pass and you know what I understand why they're putting this fight back together because these two lads put on an absolute barn burner of a fight and it's funny you look at their records maybe okay 4-2 7-4 and four, maybe they're not very good up and comers or whatever but I actually think they are I, I like both of them they're very different styles Mantello um, he takes the center of the cage he's orthodox um, he throws jabs, lovely technical right hands down through the middle. Um, he has a takedown in him as well. And you look at Hughes then, he's a sopa, the opposite, he's wild, not like Mantello at all. Um, 
he throws up more variety. He's got great arc, great cardio, and he kind of outlasted Mantello in that fight. Even though Mantello didn't end up winning, did end up winning the fight. But I, I thought he was going stronger towards the end. You know, if it was a five round fight, was, we obviously hear that who would have won that fight, and it probably would have been Hughes coming on. Uh, he also looks like he's a guy who has submissions uh, on the ground. If it goes, or he almost caught him in a triangle and an armbar at one stage, but. Uh, Mantello came through and he looked he did look better on the ground most of the time and he was safe enough and I say almost caught him I mean almost caught him he didn't really catch him uh, but it was a very very good back and forth fight I think you look at a guy like Mantello and you're, the only maybe question over him is I, I think as well when you fight I think that was his first fight uh, in his career and when when you fight a fight like that in the first fight of your career you're Going to find it, one, tough to get opponents, but two, probably get matched harder than uh, than you probably like to after that, coming out of the long gun and Weidman gym as well. And I think, now, I haven't gone and watched all of these fights, but I've watched bits and pieces here where I could find them. And it feels like there might be a bit of that. And now, this might seem like uh, a step back considering he's fighting the guy he fought three years ago, but it's also like they're both have been going forward and I think it's a good rematch to make. And as I said, having watched that first fight, you can understand why they're making it again. Um... And I'm I'm looking forward to it. If it's anything like that first fight, you know, the first fight was all uh, Mantella starting now with, as I mentioned, the clean jab, the, the right hands down through the middle. And Hughes, like Hughes is one of these guys as well where he's wild, but he has good head movement. Actually doesn't get hit as much as you might expect. But anyone who throws straight jabs and rights down through the middle are going to land you know, more than often than not in, in this wild sport that we have. But he was just moving his head well and he's not just a wild man, I think. I, I think that'd be unfair. If anyone goes and watch him, you probably agree with that. Uh he has skills as well. And I'm looking forward to putting their two skills uh skill sets against each other. Cause styles make fights and honestly I think they have uh a good skill set together. So like this as well before we move on to the next one. It's not the biggest card in the world. You know, there's only what, seven or eight fights in the card or something like that. Let me look, seven fights here as, as we speak. I'm a bit out from the card now, so maybe one or two will fall out or one or two will, will come onto the card. You never know. But uh it's not the longest card in the world, and I think people will tune in early, watch the card, and if they catch this, it'll probably be a good one to start with. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing that one. Um the next fight on the card here on Sherdog, now these will probably be moved around and everything, but uh, Islam Amedov is fighting Yozdinis Kandeho, uh, or Sidino, I kept calling him, whatever I just said there, uh, Sidino, Sidino. I, I actually watched one of his fights and they were calling him one name, and then I watched his fights in the UFC and they were calling him uh, by a different name, but anyway, um, I'll, I'll just go with Yozdinis. A wild striker. Throws lots of shots. Throws those kind of like clubbing leg kicks. Do you know where it looks like he's going to kick to the the tie and then he comes down like over down and clicks down on your uh, uh, your tie or your uh, calf at the top of the calf maybe. Which will end in him probably hurting someone badly one of these days with those kicks. They're really, really vicious. Um, he comes from a, a karate background and you can tell, you know, he's at open stance, throws big kicks and big right hands and left hands down through the middle, switches stances around the place a little bit. But he's open for takedowns. You know, I watched his fight against Cody Fister in the UFC and he got taken down multiple times on the ground. Look, he throws up legs and he tries to sweep and what, I don't know, I don't think he's that effective there. Uh, and the guy he's fighting is, is Islam Amedov, and you can probably tell by the name there that <laughs> he's a pretty good wrestler. Although, I remember the last time I did a, 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 a preview for him, he was fighting Vincent Henderson back in January, uh, this January. And um, I remember, if I'm not mistaken, saying on that one, 
he might sound like a wrestler, he might be a wrestler, but he's also a striker, and he can strike well, and I think he's a very, very good striker. He's tall, he hits hard, he's a nice jab down through the middle, and he's not one of these guys that needs to go searching for a takedown. Now, he can, um, and, you know, he got on top of Vincent Henderson, took him down a couple of times. That was a very close decision. You know, a lot of people call that a bad decision. I remember I went back and looked at my notes here, and I was like, well, is it the best decision in the world? It's one of those ones. Um, but... It'll be interesting to see how Mamedo fights here because he usually does come out there. His opponents maybe respect his wrestling a little bit too much, strike with him, and then realize, oh, wait, this guy is an unbelievable striker as well. And then before they know it, they're laying on their back and he's on top of them after he, they've knocked him or he has knocked him down. So uh, that that's grand for most people. But when you're fighting a, a guy like Yos Dennis, who is a really good um a really good striker karate stylist controllers big hard kicks if he catches you at one of them he can knock you out very very quickly uh, i think the best method to victory here is probably to get the fight to the ground like if you look at the record of yozinus all finishes come by ko seven of them never won by submission so uh and he's lost twice by submission so it's one of those if he takes him to the ground early i think Mamedov will win this fight on the field i think it's actually it will be relatively even uh but Sedeno has a way better chance of winning this fight on defeat than he does if it's on the ground. So, if, uh, as I said again, Mamedov takes him down early and often, it could be a, a long night for all the Jos Dennis in this one. Um, we'll move on to a middleweight fight, Mackie Batola versus Douglas Usher. Uh, we've seen Mackie Batola, obviously, in the UFC. He's had a few fights there, fought a lot during the, the pandemic era, I suppose. Um while uh, Douglas Usher hasn't fought in a, in a big, big show yet. He's fought a lot kind of Valor FC and LFC and a couple of different places. Not maybe many known names on his ledger as of yet. Uh, but, you know, this is the I suppose this is the time to do it. He's 13-3, and three, 10 wins by knockout, 2 by submission. So he's a finisher and only one by decision. Only one of his losses has gone to a decision as well. Um, but he's been around... You know, he's been around for a good while. He made his debut back in 2012. Didn't maybe fight that often in the early parts of his career. But he, um, you know, he's an interesting fighter and an interesting guy to uh, to watch. Um, he's a southpaw. He throws to the body. And now when I say he throws to the body, I probably should have started with Patolo when I'm talking about body shots. Because uh, he's a very, very good body puncher as well. But Usher, I think, is a very good all-round fighter i don't think i don't think he's the most athletic or quick guy in the world i'm just looking here he's 39 and to be honest that makes sense having just watched his fights there a few minutes ago uh he looks like a lad who's a little bit older i suppose in the sport and uh he's happy to fight in the middle he's happy to have someone come on to him and he tries to counter them and i i wrote down as well for patola right and this is a thing it's weird maybe it's a thing i should start calling more people but i very rarely do an action fighter and I get to that with Patola in a second. But I actually think Usher is kind of an action fighter as well. So this could be a very good action fight if you want to put it that way. But let's talk about Patolo. As I said, action fighter. He really, really is. It's just all action, movement up and down. And for a guy, you know, I, I heard him saying on the broadcast that one of the UFC fights, so he was thinking about going down to, to 170, you know, having fought a lot. Uh, at a, a middleweight, he fought Darren Stewart and Impa Kasanganai and uh, Julian Marquez, and low, you know, a good few more as well. He's fought Dakota Cochran, outs, Dakota Cochran, even outside of uh, of the UFC. And I'm sure he, ha- I'm not, I actually, I'm not sure, but he, he's fought in Bellator as well, but he's probably fought down in weight classes as well. But for a guy who fights, you know, I said, I said the word action fighter, high volume, he's very muscular and very big. 
uh, wit ways, I suppose, maybe not height-wise for the division. He's a guy who you could see taking off a little bit of muscle and getting back down. But he is a guy who has muscle on, and he fights uh, in that sort of manner. You know, he he fights as a powerful guy who throws lots of shots. The, power, the problem with that, and we see it, Jack Romanson is another guy who I always talk about, who is an action fighter who throws lots of shots. Um, it once you get to a certain point, I, I even think like from 170 up, maybe even 155, it's very hard to be that sort of action fighter because you're carrying so much weight and it's hard not to gas. Now, we've seen it with Ken Velasquez and others, but, you know, he's a freak of nature, I suppose. And I don't think Mackie Padolo certainly is that. But, um, as I said, action fight goes to the body an awful lot. Uh, he works his way into the fight. And this, this is one thing, actually, and I think it's very smart, which Patola does. Some fighters, if they want to fight in a high-volume manner, they kind of take rest maybe during the fight or push someone against the cage for a minute, get their breath back. Breath back. It goes to the end of the round. Uh, they have another minute, and then they can go on fighting again. I actually think Patolo actually starts a little bit slower and then kind of goes on and on and gets faster as he goes into the fight, which I actually don't necessarily think is a bad thing. But having said that, when you're fighting someone like Douglas Usher who comes at you and will throw big shots, if you start slow, he could catch you and make it uh, uh, make it very, very difficult. But I think he does conserve himself, and maybe cardio isn't as much of an issue because he does that. But look, this fight, I think it's, it's a banger in the making. Two very, very good action fighters. I'll say it again. I've used the word about 20 times. And uh, yeah, it's definitely one I'm, I'm looking forward to. Out of the first three, that one and uh, the, the Dennis um, Hughes Jr. and Dylan Mantello fights, really like them. I, I fancy my off to win well in the other one. Um, Roosevelt Roberts then against uh, Alexandra Almeida. Uh, Roberts, you know, as I always say, the, the 47th president of the United States of America. That's probably close to what they have now. So I go with like the 17th president of the United States of America. Um, he's a wrestler, you know, and it's weird. I've watched him so many times fight. But he's one of these guys that when you fought in the UFC, he's kind of on the undercard. You're like, am I really watching this? Kind of half watching. Is, is this fight going to go anywhere? And it turns out, you know, he kind of left the UFC and did really need to watch all those fights. And that's been very harsh. That's, and that's from a personal point of view. Or if you're looking at it from a fan's point of view, it's like, well, what do we achieve by watching all these fights kind of job? And I feel like that's something we'll see an awful lot in the UFC. And that's no knock on Roosevelt Roberts. That's probably a knock on the UFC. But anyway... Uh, he's a wrestler with a good counter right and um, yeah that's 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 what I see in Roosevelt Roberts when I look at Alexandre Almeida very good Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and he has good counter takedowns so um, I think Roberts is better on the feet I don't think Almeida is very good on the feet at all and if Roberts can keep it on the feet he'll probably win but Roberts, in a lot of his fights, he doesn't necessarily keep the fight on the feet. As I said, he's a wrestler. He loves ducking down under for takedown, as does uh, Alexandre Almeida. Um, but in this one, you'd have to think he want to stay away from the Brazilian jiu-jitsu of Almeida. He's, Almeida's 21 wins, 14 have been by submission. Uh, he knows what he's going for. Everyone knows what he's, <laughs> I suppose, knows what he's he's going to go for. He hasn't won by submission in a while. He had an armbar back in 2017. You know, he beat Lance Palmer as well and uh, Saul Almeida. And if you, he beat Canelo, did he? And he beat a few more. But, um, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if his best days are still with him. He's 33 years of age now. He looks at all 33, if I'm being honest. Uh, but I would fancy Roosevelt Roberts to win this fight on the feet. 
Uh, I'd love to see it go to the ground, though, because Roberts is good on the ground. Almeida's good on the ground. Different sorts of styles there. But I just feel like Roberts will be too good of a wrestler to get taken down by Almeida. Um, and I think he'll win on the feet. Simple as that. Right. So the top two fights, Chago Silva against Hector Lombard and Junior Santos versus Jorgen Castro. Uh, Hector Lombard, you know, he's been around 44 years of age now. God almighty. He's been around since God was a boy. He hasn't fought in MMA since 2018. I think he's been doing He's been doing a bit of bare-knuckle boxing stuff. I haven't been keeping up with Hector Lombard, I'm not going to lie. But he went out and he lost, what, one, two, three, four, five, six fights in a row in the UFC before going out. I went back and I watched his Dan Henderson fight, and it's amazing to think he had four more losses uh, after that. But, look, we know what Hector is. He is uh, a hard-hitting southpaw judoka um, who is a really, really tough guy. Uh, probably better off outside of the UFC if you get me uh, he was very good before the UFC he came into the UFC not great and then you know I, I don't know who's been getting on in bare knuckle I'm sure someone will tell me uh, and he find Thiago Silva here uh, who you know we all know <laughs> Thiago Silva's last few years have been like 39 years of age uh, he hasn't fought since he fought in KSW back in 2019 uh, he had a few fights there and ACB and other places he you know, he, he lost most of those fights after going out of the UFC back in when 2013. And, and I remember he had one fight in World Series of Fighting and, and uh, that kind of had an acrimonious ending there. But this is the right promotion for him, if you get my drift. Um, you know, we know what Silva's like. He's a hard-hitting, um, leg-kicking animal of a fighter in more ways than one. And... Um, uh, that's look it's sort of fight it'll be I think Lombard has a take on him obviously being a judoka but he uh, he likes to hit hard Silva likes to hit hard I think the two of them will stand here they'll go at it and whoever looks the older will probably lose so <laughs> I don't think there's actually too much to break down in this one look it's that light heavyweight Lombard he was never the biggest middleweight in the world, you know. Did he, he did he go down to welterweight in the UFC? I think he did, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, he fought. Did he, he fought Johnny Hendricks? No, I think he fought up in at middleweight. But yeah, I, I think maybe size will be the thing. Uh, maybe speed will be the thing for Lombard. Who knows? But you know, I'm sure the two of them will, will uh, throw down and either be a three round boring slap fest or someone will get knocked out. So there you go. Uh, and in the main event, this is what I'm kind of looking forward to. I know I probably shouldn't be. People probably give out to me for looking forward to it. But it's Junior Dos Santos versus Jorgen De Castro. I like Jorgen De Castro, to be honest. He's 8-3 and three now in his career. Won his last two. Got a massive knockout against Sean Asher uh, in Eagle FC earlier on in the year after beating Dylan Williams in CES. He took three losses in a row in the UFC before that. And you know we all remember that massive knockout of Justin Taffer, a walkout. Uh, walk off knockout that he got there so like he has that massive power in him you know five knockouts in his eight wins uh, for the Castro and you know he is the type of guy who'll wait and wait and wait and you come in and he'll counter you and try to knock you out um and he's fighting Junior DeSantos uh one of the greatest heavyweights ever live he's 21 and 9 now in his career 15 knockouts in those 21 wins uh, hasn't fought in MMA since 2020 when he lost to Seattle Gagne feels now like that kind of matchmaking is crazy for the 38 year old Sigano um, but he was if you look at his record he was only losing to the top top guys he lost to Gagne in Ganu the last two fight, last two lads to fight for the title he lost to Curtis Blades who you could argue is the fifth fourth 
best UFC heavyweight and has been probably for the last three or four years. And he lost to Jarzinho Rosenstruck as well, who, you know, is is a good fighter and a bad fighter and a good fighter and a bad fighter. But when he's very good, he can he can land. You know, before that, he beat Derek Lewis. He beat Tuivasa. He beat Belial Ivanov. And then he was fighting Stephen Miocic for the title before that. So it's not like Junior's going in there losing to Scrubs or anything like that. So, uh, but he is older now. Um, he was never really the same after those gargantuan beatdowns by Ken Velasquez back in 2012 and 2013. How could you be, I suppose? But he did beat Stipe after that, and he did beat Bryn Rottwell, and he beat Lerdick Lewis and Tui uh, and a few others. So uh, it's an interesting fight. Look, if this was Junior Dos Santos in... What year did he fight Ken Velasquez first? 2011. If it was Junior 2011, 2009, 2008, this wouldn't be a question. There's only one winner to this fight. This guy's one of the best heavyweights to ever live. Uh, and he would beat Jorgen Castro handily. He's a beautiful boxer. Uh, you know, lovely right hand, lovely overhand right, lovely jab. Nice head kicks to knock Mark Hunt out with a, a wheel kick. Uh, has added leg kicks to his game. Has added a bit of wrestling to his game as well in his later years. And, you know, I think if you look at a guy like Arlovsky, if you look at a guy like Overeem, I think it's unwise maybe to rule out heavyweights of making comebacks in their career. Uh, so let's wait and see. Let's wait and see on this one. Let's see if Junior Santos can produce something here. And do you know what? It's probably a good matchup for him to produce something. Jurgen Castro, a good fighter, hits hard, but maybe not the best fighter in the world. If Junior stays on the outside, jabs him up, kicks him, you know, put up. Put, Junior Santos here should be looking for an 8, 9, 10-minute performance where he's just jabbing him up, jabbing him up, hurting him, hurting him, hurting him. I wouldn't be looking for that one big knockout here if I was Junior Santos. He should be... He should be trying to take this guy apart technically. And if he does, like, who's going to take 10 minutes of a technical beatdown from Junior Santos? Absolutely nobody. That's the way he wins this fight. I think the Castro will be looking for that one big knockout. Don't give him the opportunity to do it. And if that works out, I think he'll probably win the fight. If he doesn't, if he goes in head first, he'll either knock the Castro out or he'll get his, uh, his head knocked off the block himself. One of those two things will happen. Do you know what? Do you know what? I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Why not? I, I'm up for this card. Uh, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't be bad. I actually don't think it will be too bad. So, uh, I will leave it there. It's a, you know, I, I'll have, I'm sure if there's betting up for this, I'll have some uh, bets on this card uh, on the betting show and obviously the UFC and stuff. So keep an eye on that. But um, yeah, we will leave it there. Let me know which fight you're looking forward to this weekend. Let me know if you'll be watching. I think it's a, oh, it was the last time over on the FLX app, which was actually... It worked really well because those apps usually don't work that well. But I, I uh, cast it to my TV and it worked brilliantly. And also, uh, if you are, uh, you know, if you are going to be watching it, that's I think where you can watch it. If I'm not mistaken, so tune into that. Uh, thank you for tuning into this. If you want, tell people about this. Say, oh, look, there's a great car coming up this weekend. Sean previewed it here. Tag me at Sean GMBA. Click the subscribe button. You can get this on Spotify now as well. Audio only if you're watching. If you're listening, you can get it on YouTube too. So it's absolutely. Brilliant. Get it everywhere, lads. Thanks very much for listening. My name is Sean Sheehan for SureDog.com, and I will see you all next time.